Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, it's Drags. It's Wednesday, April 15th. Time for episode 346 of Patriots Beat on the CLNS Media Network. Find us at clnsmedia.com and follow us, as always, on Twitter at PatriotsCLNS. Today I welcome back Jim McBride. It's been a little bit too long uh, between uh, appearances on the Patriots Beat. Of course, Jim does a tremendous job covering the Patriots and also the NFL for the Boston Globe. Follow him on Twitter at Globe Jim McBride, all one word. Globe Jim McBride. How are you, Jim McBride? Well, Trags, luckily, staying safe during this craziness. I hope you are, too. Um, you know, just trying to do the best we can uh, in this crazy time. So, you know, I'm trying to stay mentally sane because physically, I'm, I think I'm doing okay. I think I'm staying active enough and doing stuff in and around the house, even doing yard work like I did the, over the weekend. Uh, staying active is not the issue to me. It's more the the mental aspect of all of this and kind of being reminded of it, let's say, every time I go into the uh, grocery store uh, with my mask on. That That's the hardest part for me. Yeah, you know, it's it, this this time of year for us, anyway, uh, on the Patriots beat, we do a lot of our work from home anyway. You know, probably we've, we would have been to the owners' meetings, but other right. than that, a lot of our work would have been from home. So in that sense, it's, it's it, it hasn't changed. But, you know, having a full house, like, you know, having the kids home all the time, uh, that that's a little different for me. Uh, but, but uh, you know, I, I'm still able to get outside and, and exercise, so that's good, but... Uh, you know, that it's having the full house has been the the, the 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 crazy spot for me. You have how many kids? Uh, two. Yep. Two. One one is a, a teacher, and one is in college still. So uh, they're home all the time now. So it's kind of it's it's kind of went from uh, an empty house to a full house. Uh, in, in, you know, in a, in a couple of weeks. Do they know though when you're working? Like mine, know when I'm working. I'm at my desk. I am not to be disturbed. So. They kind of just uh, give dad his space because dad's a little bit moody to begin with, uh, but they <laughs> <laughs> but they know to uh, give me my space and and when I'm not at my desk or I'm just around the house, you know, I'm fair game. Yeah, they they know uh, you know if I'm doing something like this or, or a radio show or something like that, they'll they'll pretty much leave me alone. But if I'm writing, they they know they can they can disturb me because uh, generally not on deadline lately. So. Um, you know, but they kind of do their own thing. They they ignore me as much as they can. So we were both on the conference call, or were, you were on the conference call on Monday, right? I know Ben Volan, your colleague, was. Yes. Yep. I was. Uh, I was on it as well. Yep. So, 
My biggest takeaway wasn't what he said or did not say about Tom Brady. It was his attitude and his, how do I want to describe this? His demeanor. I thought Bill's demeanor on his conference call Monday afternoon was one of almost uh, relaxation and everything's going to be chill. He, he seemed very laid back, especially given the circumstances of what's going on in the world and all of that. But he just seemed uh, very genuine and uh, very receptive to all the questions uh, he was posed. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that uh, I couldn't agree with that more. I think, you know, when he when the subject of Tom was broached, um, you know, he gave a respectful answer. It, it wasn't, you know, hey, I'm never going to talk about this guy. It was it was look, uh, you know. I, I can't, I, there's no way he could sum it up in, in one statement, I think is what he said. And, you know, he, he kind of let his statement from um, March 17th stand, but, you know, he certainly didn't make it seem like, you know, he was washing his hands of Tom and he was never going to, you know, he was going to be the guy who, who shouldn't be named anymore. Um, I thought he was, uh, it was respectful. And I thought, yeah, I thought he was open to a, a lot of the, the, the questions. Uh, you know, I thought uh, the fact that he opened up with his statement by, you know, shouting out to the, uh, the healthcare community and, and then asking all of us that ask questions how we were doing, um, you know, was, 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 was warm, like you said. Yeah. And, and too often I think Bill gets the knock for not being human, being a robot, you know, not showing any emotion, but that was, I thought his way of saying, look, I, I, as much as we work on football 24, seven, 365, we get, we understand what's going on in the world. We really do. And, you know, the Patriots and 29 other teams are going to, or I should say 31 other teams are going to be in a very unique, uh, boat in a couple of weeks, uh, starting April 23rd, uh, when this draft, um, takes place, um, the virtual NFL uh, draft, which will have real implications as all 32 teams, uh, select. And of course, the Patriots picking at number 23. I did, uh, also think it was interesting in, in the way of uh, what Bill was saying about how his technology department is getting him out of the Stone Age, uh, out of the basement in the first floor, and moving him on up so that he can be a little bit more prepared for what it's going to be like April 23rd. And I thought uh, Chad Finn also had a nice article. But first, um, your, your feelings on uh, what he said about the draft and how it's going to be different for these Patriots. Yeah, I thought, uh, you know, it was, you know, it was kind of refreshing to hear him talk about the technology aspect. And I know in this last month or so, I've even learned a lot more about technology, especially having, like I said earlier, having the kids home, being able to ask them about different things, because they certainly, they're more up to, to date on it than, than I am. But um, my, my take from the preparation is that I, I feel like the Patriots are definitely going to draft a quarterback. I don't think that they're going to invest, a, uh, you know, an early round pick or a first round pick, I should say. I could see them maybe taking one in the third round. But I think his comments on the, the quarterback group, to me, made it seem like, like you know, they've done a lot of homework on this position. You know, he said it's a, it's a group that has decent depth. It was an interesting group. Um, so I think that they've really narrowed down their their guys. You know, we talked about how some uh, players' uh, skill sets probably don't translate to the NFL right away, uh, while others guys other guys you know probably do. Um, so I, I think that they've really done their homework on this position, probably more so than they've had to in the last twenty years because of the stability they've had. So I, I see them taking a quarterback in this draft. I know a lot of people have 
you know, kind of philosophized about maybe, you know, Cam Newton or, you know, uh, Andy Dalton or, you know, James Winston coming in. But I think that they're going to create the competition with a draft pick uh, to go with, with Brian and Jared. I agree with that, Jim. I, I think that is kind of where he wants to go. Uh, because if you bring in a quarterback like a Jameis or an Andy, you're not bringing him in to necessarily compete with a guy like Jared Stidham, who has thrown, what, four NFL passes, one of which was the pick six against the Jets in October. Yeah. I mean, it's just not a level playing field. I think what he wants is uh, to bring in another quarterback with comparable skill set, or maybe a little bit different. I mean, Stidham is mobile, but I think uh, you would agree that his uh, strengths mechanically lie in his arm and his ability to throw a tight spiral, and that's really what uh, has impressed the Patriots uh, a lot in terms of his physical presence in the pocket. Uh, He can... uh, you know, be a bit of a mobile quarterback. And we saw that in the preseason uh, last year against the Lions. But, you know, a guy like Jordan Love, for instance, do you think that's a possibility? Well, I think, you know, based on, on what I'm reading on, in a lot of people's mock drafts and analysis, that, that, that Jordan Love is, is on the upswing. Um, now, I don't think that Patriots would spend the 23rd pick on him, um, but I do think he'll be gone by the third round. So a guy that I think that, that, that kind of fits their needs more than, than, than Jordan Love is, is a guy like Jalen Hurts. Um, you know, a big a quarterback that's played in big, big games throughout his career, whether it was at Alabama or at Oklahoma. Um, you know, maybe not the most polished passer, but uh, I, think I was able to, to watch the quarterbacks work out at the combine this year. It was, was one of the lucky few that, that was in there. And I saw him uh, go through the drills, and he really impressed me. Uh, I know he's a bit raw. Um, and you have to take some time getting used to the, the, a lot of pro sets, especially the Patriots offense. But I think if you brought him in with his skill set and his athleticism, he could give Jared Stidham um, a lot of competition, and Brian Hoyer for that matter. I don't want to discount Brian Hoyer. I know a lot of people are and saying that he's coming in here as a backup again. I'm sure he'll be given an opportunity to win the job. But I think the you know if they brought in a guy like Jalen Hurts, a little bit of a different athletic skill set than, than Jared Stidham, not that classic you know, backdrop quarterback. Um, I think that would be not only entertaining to watch, but I think it would push both guys significantly and, and you'd have a, you know, more of a battle-tested guy once the exhibition season started. Jalen Hurts competed in the uh, combine, right? He did, yeah. He perform- he watched, he watched I shouldn't him. say performed, but yeah. He did, yeah. He performed and he performed well. I thought he... Um, he passed the ball really well in the, you know, and, uh, you know, we, we were kind of up in the, um, the sky boxes watching it, but, uh, you know, I thought he did really well. And, you know, I'll tell you one thing, another thing that I noticed about him, he's got the biggest calf muscles I think I've ever seen of a non linebacker, uh, huh. in my time covering pro football. The, the things look like toasters. <laughs> well, he's six foot two, 218 pounds. Um, and so, so he's not small. I mean, he's got the size, and if he takes off, uh, he's bigger than Kyler Murray. And uh, what did you think of Kyler Murray this year with the Cardinals? Uh, well, I didn't get to see him as much as I thought, but but I thought he ended up playing a lot better than I than I had anticipated. I thought, uh, you know, he was a kind of a product of that system at Oklahoma, and I know they kind of adopted that with with Kingsbury in Arizona, but they, you know, it wasn't strictly a uh, a college offense, but I think he's going to be really good. I think he has the athleticism uh, to be a major factor and such a big arm. Uh, you know, his size hurts him, and, and if he loses some of that quickness and speed as he gets older, um, you know, and, and guys can catch him, that, that'll that be a problem. But right now, 
he's pretty exciting and, and uh, one of the most exciting guys to watch, really. Jalen Hurts, um, also, you have to factor in the Nick Saban factor because he obviously coached him. Exactly, and I think Bill has gotten, you know, I'm sure if the Patriots are, you know, they're doing their due diligence on everyone, but I'm sure, you know, if they're considering him at all, and, you know, this is just my thought, not, you know, I don't have any inside information there, unfortunately, um, but certainly a call would go to, to Nick and saying, hey, look, I know this kid left your your program, and he kind of lost his job to Tua in that national championship game, but, you know, do you think he can handle it? And I think, I think the adversity of losing your job at Alabama and, you know, not whining about it, but more supporting Tua, and then, you know, leaving for another program and, and proving that you could, you know, play again at a high level and get your team back to the to the playoffs. Uh, I think it says a lot for his mental um, toughness. And, you know, that's that's certainly a quality that the Patriots love, mental toughness. You know, Jim, you know why I think the Patriots will be drawn to him? This nope. is off the wall. I, I expect uh, that is a rhetorical question, by the way. <laughs> It's because um, a little while ago he uh, was on Twitter and he tweeted the letters LFG, exclamation, exclamation. So anybody that tweets LFG uh, <laughs> in an ode to Tom Brady, I think that's what the Patriots are looking for. But anyway, seriously, um, I, I think Jalen Hurts uh, is a uh, fantastic and I think would be intriguing and exciting possibility uh, if the Patriots were able to land a guy like that. Uh, but, you know, you read Ian Rappaport, and um, the Packers and Chargers have both set up meetings, virtual calls with Hertz, and you, you yep. just wonder if he's going to last that long. Like, he might yeah, be I moving thought, up the charts. I think that I think he's making that, le- that, late, uh, that late search. You know, um, you know, I think that people, you know, saw what I, what I saw, not that I'm an expert by any means, but people saw what I saw during the combine workout, and that was – definitely that this kid's a quarterback i know there was always question marks about whether hey a team could take him and 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 use him as a running back but i think he's a quarterback um but i think he's a quarterback that you can design a lot of packages around and you know have him be effective um maybe even you know as crazy as this might sound maybe him and him and uh and jared kind of share the job next year um and and they they have a certain kind of yeah i wouldn't rule that out yeah, maybe like you know, I'm not going to say he's Taysom Hill. It's a different skill set, but but have a certain set of of, of plays for him um, to make him be effective and, and make defenses be aware of the fact that they have two guys that can play that position. Chatting up Jim McBride of the Boston Globe covering the Patriots and the NFL. You can follow him on Twitter at Globe Jim McBride, all one word. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think. There's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, Bet Online, still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on, from their online casino to poker and blackjack, as they are bringing the Vegas to you. Missing the NFL? No problem. Bet Online has live daily Madden NFL 20 simulations you can wager on. If you're into entertainment betting, you can still wager on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. Yes, one of the great events of the summer. All open 24 hours a day and all online. Visit the website, or you can always use your mobile device and join today to receive your new welcome bonus. Bet online, your online 
wagering solution. Back with uh, Jim McBride. I'm, I'm a big uh, Nathan's uh, hot dog uh, eating contest fan. I, it is li- literally one of the um, highlights of the summer. You know why that is, Jim? Um, you love you love Nathan hot dogs. I love hot dogs. I love seeing a human being do something that I would never venture to do. That's why. <laughs> I would never yeah, first, in a million years want to do that to my stomach. I I, I wouldn't survive. Yeah, me, me neither. I, it, the first time I saw that and then the, the dunking of the, the rolls into the uh, the water, that uh, that turned me off on hot dogs for a while. I'm back, but it turned me off for a while. To me, it's how the hot dog. See, those hot dogs, are they're cooked, but they're not grilled. I, I'm very picky with my hot dogs, and I love grilling hot dogs to like a burned crisp. Like, you know, the skin is burned on the outside and then it's nice and juicy inside. That's how I will eat my hot dogs. And usually I never have a problem. And, yes, the bun has to be toasted as well. Look, I will be the first to tell you that uh, I am somebody who uh, grills 24, um, I'm sorry, 12 months a year around the clock. I don't care if literally it could be snowing. There could be a blizzard outside and I will fire up the grill. I'm just that way when it comes to cooking my food. That's my style, Drags. Yeah, and and unfortunately, in my past, I didn't get to tailgate a lot. I mean, you would think both of us are football fans. I know you've been out to Notre Dame uh, a couple of times. Uh, I assume when you uh, took your son to Notre Dame uh, that uh, I think the Sunday night game we had, the Patriots and Colts, you took your son to Notre Dame, correct? Yes, yeah, we saw the uh, Notre Dame USC game on Saturday night. That's uh, a great Bend, take. That was uh, it was great, great game because the, the Irish came back and won that game in the fourth quarter. So uh, yeah, great weekend all around. Uh, did you tailgate? Uh, we did a little bit of tailgating. Yeah, not 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 too much because we had a long drive to Indianapolis after the game. But uh, you know, we did some tailgating. It was it was uh, it was it was quite a quite a weekend. You and me have been around to, obviously, a lot of NFL stadiums. The one environment that I really loved walking through a tailgating situation was not Buffalo. Buffalo's great. Don't get me wrong. They they do it right in Buffalo, Ralph Wilson Stadium and Bill's Mafia and all of that. They really do a great job. But the tailgating experience that kind of blew me away was Kansas City before the AFC Championship game. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't believe the amount of people that were out right. And- at that game, especially in that uh, in those temperatures, because man, that was that was as cold as I remember covering a game. Um, and, and we've covered covered games in Buffalo every year, but uh, yeah, those those are some diehard fans. And I'll tell you, that was the best smelling parking lot uh, oh. <laughs> I've ever walked through in my uh, in my career. Yeah, it's just well, Kansas City is as all the writers will tell you, it's a great city to go to to cover a game, if for no other reason than the food the night before. If you yeah. go to Kansas City and you do barbecue right, it's just you're still feeling it that Sunday morning. And to me, that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. As I told you on Twitter, I'm finally doing something about my weight and my health. I found a solution for weight loss, and it's Awaken 180. My friends in the media told me about Awaken 180. It's their go-to program to lose weight without killing yourself in the gym, or taking any kind of medication. Just listen to the success stories. My boy, Kyle Draper, he dropped 30 pounds. Andy Grish dropped 105. And that's not it. Scott Zolak, Steve Logan, Dan Reeves, Dr. Laura R. Carmen, and add Cedric Maxwell to the list. 
It's only been about three weeks and I've already dropped about 15 pounds. Turn these trying times into a reason to get healthy like me. Call Awaken. Receive the same one-on-one coaching I'm getting at home or on Skype. Also access 1,000 recipes and tools you need to answer weight loss from the company who has revolutionized the weight loss industry. Set up your first consultation today at awaken180weightloss.com. Let's go over the draft in general, Jim. Um, you concerned like John Harbaugh, the Ravens, that somebody could hack one of the team's networks? Yeah, you know, I hadn't really thought about that until, you know, Coach Harbaugh brought it up. But but certainly, you know, looking at the uh, amount of emails, you know, spam emails I get every day, and, you know, half of them say you've been hacked. And um, looking at the, the strange ads that are on on the Internet now on Twitter and on Facebook, yeah, it's, it's certainly a possibility. I mean, um, I would be nervous, sure. I mean, well, what's the – I mean, I'm sure there will be – a virtual private network set up, and I'm sure the security will be through the roof on all of these networks and hard lines that the NFL is going to use in addition to backups and whatnot. But what's to keep somebody, if if they're successful, from, you know, throwing in a mock pick, like some <laughs> some fan who's like really, 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 really computer savvy and is able to, you know, come up with some type of, pick like I want Jalen Hurts fifth overall like you know you and me were just talking about it and they're sold on Jalen Hurts and you know they convince Miami you know they break into Miami's network and pick Jalen Hurts for them I mean I would assume the NFL has gone over every type of scenario and and furthermore Troy Vincent uh, director of operations for uh, the NFL um tried to reassure everybody and reassure John Harbaugh, that's not going to happen. That's a joke. I, I hope so. I, I certainly hope that the, the, the security measures would be in place. But, you know, I, I would guess maybe, you know, old-fashioned hard lines would be, you know, in place as well. Like, you know, you make the pick virtually, but then you have a phone line there to just, to just double check. So, um, you know, I, I guess that's what, that would probably be the only way to, to make sure it doesn't happen. But, but certainly in this in this day and age of technology, it's it's it would always be a concern. I mean, you know, the the, the presidential election three years ago, there there was there was you know shenanigans going on. So you, you just never know. Well, that's a great point, Jim. I mean, if it can happen at a presidential election level, you wonder what it, somebody who has the what are the two words I'm looking for? The motive and the and the skill set. To pull it off, what they could do. Um, so ESPN, I thought, uh, broke down um, some of the machinations of how this uh, NFL draft will be different. And one of the uh, questions is, so will each general manager make every pick on his own? The answer to this surprised me. And, and by the way, on ESPN.com, uh, this was written by Kevin Seifert, um, one of their senior staff writers. Yep. And the answer to that, is no. Every team's arrangement will be different, but each of the final decision makers will have some sort of uh, form of a secure connection with key advisors, coaches, and other staffers as desired. They'll be able to discuss and debate before a final decision is made. But their plans have changed directions 
multiple times, meaning the NFL, because of new NFL guidance, most teams conduct their own mock drafts and dress rehearsal in the days leading up to the draft, and this year's will be no exception. Yeah, so I, I think that, you know, um, that was a great article by Kevin, by the way, but, um, yeah, I think that, you know, the, the lines will be burning. Like I, when I originally thought about this, you know, not being the televised event that it, it normally is, uh, different, like, I thought maybe they would chop down on the amount of time between draft picks because, you know, you don't have to wait for the, the kid's name to be put on the back of the jersey and, you know, all that type of stuff. But now I think maybe maybe it would even be smarter if they had more time between right. picks because there's going to be that time where, you know, maybe Bill has to call Nick. Maybe Nick has to call Monty, you know, and Monty has to call Bill back or something like that. So um, it could end up being longer than, than normal. By the way, um, one of the questions is how will uh, the NFL ensure that the draft doesn't get hacked? Its security department has been working with Microsoft to gird its team's applications as much as pop t- teams for those not um, as computer savvy. That is of their video conferencing uh, network uh, platform. Uh, it's very successful and very high tech. Uh, but to be clear, the article says this isn't a paranoid concern from Harbaugh or anyone else. The NFL's Twitter feed, you remember this, Jim, right? Yep. A couple months ago, uh, they were, and many of those teams were hacked back in January and concerned about teams spying on other, each other, uh, certainly became a concern. So, uh, look, I think the NFL's security department is going to be well prepared for anything that might come up. Yeah, I mean, if, if some, if some kid from the University of Moscow gets drafted in the first five, <laughs> six, then, then we'll have to, we'll have to, uh, we'll worry about it. Yes. Um, anything else um, stick out to you, Jim, from what Belichick uh, said yesterday about the draft and um, how they're going about uh, this very unusual time? You know, I thought it was unusual that, that he said, you know, they they probably talk to more kids uh, or more candidates than they normally would, you know, with the 30 draft as if they're allowed. Because, you know, maybe, you know, maybe when they have two kids in for a, uh, an official visit, um during the old days or, or the normal days, now they can fit in, you know, five to 10, you know, 15 minute calls with the kids. So they get to talk to, to that many more kids. So I thought that was, that was kind of an enlightening and, and maybe you learn more there. Um, I think that the, you know, the drawback to that, of course, is not having the kid, you know, on your couch and, and asking him questions and seeing, you know, seeing his body language to how we, you know, uh, react right. to different situations. So that's, you know, that, that's tough. I think that's going to be the toughest thing because I think the Patriots, you know, um, depend so much on a kid's, you know, mental makeup and, and emotional makeup. And it's hard to get that sense through, um, you know, a phone call or even FaceTime. I think when you're on the field, I kind of equated to uh, last year when I spent a couple of pro days with, with Coach, Coach Belichick. And, you know, I asked him what he really liked about the pro days. And he said, you know, it was actually being on the field with the kid and seeing their reaction you know, to, to in their body language when they're asked certain questions. You know, he, he talked about how the combine is great, but really on a pro day, you kind of get that one, one-on-one, you know, uh, feel for a kid. And I think you kind of, you know, that's something that's going to be missing this year during the, the preparations because you, you just don't have that kid in your building and you don't have him, you know, you can't ask him, you know, rapid-fire questions. Like, you know, to, at the combine, you're only getting a short time with a kid. Um, you know so what I think? 
Yeah, you know what I think, Jim? Not to cut you off, but I think what Bill is going to use as a substitute for that is how does a kid perform under pressure, late game situations, special situations in games, is going to tell Bill and his staff more about a kid's personality under pressure. And it's going to have to be the substitute for trying to get to know a kid uh, face-to-face. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why I, I go back to Jalen Harris, and I think that his that he's a, a good fit for the Patriots because he was, you know, he was on top of the world. He led Alabama to a national championship. Then he lost that job at Alabama, um, you know, at halftime of the national championship game. Didn't pout. Came back the next year, supported Tua, you know, graduated, went to Oklahoma, and and regained that that swagger. Uh, I think that says a lot for that kid, and I, I think that um, you know that's that's something the Patriots will be drawn to. I do too. Uh, that is uh, certainly, and it doesn't have to be at the quarterback position. It can be how a linebacker or a safety uh, adjusts the call on the field, and uh, certainly, I'm sure Belichick and his staff have uh, quizzed kids over the uh, uh, over mm-hmm. Skype or any type of video conferencing platform. Something my colleague Evan Lazar brought up on Monday. Uh, after Belichick's call um, conversation with me, um, really was interesting. But he, because he said he believes that a lot of kids can come off more relaxed in video conferencing because many kids are much more comfortable uh, with that type of platform now uh, than the older generation. You, you buy into that? Yeah, I do. I mean, you know, it's um, think about any job interview you go on. You know, you're always nervous. Your palms are sweaty. Um, you know, you, you kind of get the feel for, you know, you, you have to try and get the feel for the interview, but on a, on a conference call like that, you're in your own element. So that's, that, that right there makes it everything more relaxing. So I think that, you know, it's only natural that when you're asked tough questions, if you're in your own element, it's going to be easier to react to those questions and, and, and come up with an answer, um, you know, rather than having, you know, Coach Belichick or, or, or Nick Casario right there asking them to. I think that, you know, for a lot of kids, that would be a lot more um, relaxing and inviting. Clarify, uh, can you clarify something for me, um, sure. Jim? Um, so the, the NFL has teams in 22 different states. And my understanding is uh, the, the latest uh, memorandum from the NFL is none of those uh, facilities can be opened until – uh, the social distancing guidelines have essentially been lifted in all 22 states, correct? That's my understanding, yes. So what could a player like Jared Stidham be allowed to do right now? I mean, he, he doesn't have access, per se, to Gillette Stadium facilities, correct? Correct. So what? how could he get a jump start or a head start uh, in going into his second year um, are there ways that the Patriots could get around that uh, and work around that to try and get him up to speed so that when, let's say, a new quarterback is drafted along with Brian Hoyer coming in, um, he, you know, he has uh, the kind of advantages that any second-year quarterback would have coming into training camp if we have one? Yeah, I'm not sure what the rules are as far as what kind of contact they can have. I mean, I know when we talked to James White a couple of weeks ago on the conference call, you know, they he, he had mentioned that, you know, they didn't, they weren't able to have contact with the coaches just yet. Um, so I'm not sure if those rules have been relaxed at all. I would imagine, you know, video conferencing or, or, or a Zoom call and, you know, just 
or even just a, a, a regular old email like, hey, this is the things we need you to work on. These are some new plays that maybe, you know, we're thinking of. But I don't know how much more he can prepare where he won't have teammates or, or people to throw to or anything, you know. I mean, with, with this social distancing, you know, maybe he's playing catch with, you know, a buddy where he lives or something like that. But I think that, you know, for the most part, they're all in the same boat as far as, you know, kind of being behind the eight ball with the spring, you know, with the spring uh, um, conditioning until until they can actually get together and be a team. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be a crash course when, when phase two of the of the spring program, uh, whenever they unveil, you know, whether that's going to be a live event at Gillette or whether that's going to be more um, technology driven. Whenever it happens, it can't happen soon enough. I got to tell Absolutely. you, I, I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm tired of writing COVID into every single story that I write or every podcast that I do. But I look, I get it. It's part of the, I don't want to say new normal, but it's part of what we're going through right now. And we all have to deal with it and we all deal with it in different uh, ways and um, have different emotions about it, just like players. Players deal with it in different ways and have different feelings about it. Um, you know, but what has been good to see is that most players and coaches and sports officials have, um, for, I would say for the most part, uh, kept it classy. Yeah, I do too. I, I you know, it's, it, I'm getting tired of writing the, the, the phrase Corona, cri- Corona crisis and every story I write as well. So, um, I think coach Belichick put it, put it well yesterday and we said, look, we're all anxious to get on the other side of this, but right. you know, we, we have to adjust to what we have. Uh, so that's what we've been doing, but that doesn't mean it doesn't come with a certain level of frustration. Almost on a daily basis. <laughs> so, how are you and the Boston Globe, um, Nora, and uh, obviously Ben? How are you guys gearing up for uh, April twenty third? Well, we we're, we haven't crafted our complete memo yet, but um, right now I'm I'm in the process of uh, writing a daily story with with a with a box on on different you know going position by position today. We had tight ends tomorrow, linebackers uh, the day after that, receivers. So. We'll have one of those stories until, you know, right up until the draft, and then we'll have some mock draft stuff. But um, kind of business as usual like we normally would, um, just, you know, everything's on Zoom, like, you know, like our conference calls with, with James White. Um, you know, we Zoom once a week and, and just try to figure out where we're at. Uh, it's been, you know, like I talked to you at the beginning here, like I hate the, tra- the, the phrase "new normal" because I don't want to identify this as, as being normal in any in any way, shape, or form. But um, we're trying to prepare the, for the draft the way we normally would. Um, just uh, you know, it, instead of instead of getting together, we usually get together at, at the global offices and have a, a meeting about it. Um, we're just zooming it like everyone else. Well, I want to encourage everybody uh, to follow Jim McBride on Twitter. You should be doing that, obviously, already, and I'm sure everybody or most people listening to this right now already do follow you, Jim. But just in case you don't, um, Jim McBride's Twitter handle is at Globe Jim McBride, all one word. Be sure to read his stuff um, now on an almost daily basis leading up to the uh, NFL draft, which will be still taking place April 23rd through the 25th. Uh, Jim, thank you very much. I want to thank everybody for downloading today's podcast and thank our terrific guest, Jim McBride of the Boston Globe. Also want to thank our terrific sponsors, Bet Online and Awaken. 180 for producer Michael Angi and the founder of the network, Nick Gelso. 
This is Mike Petralia, and this has been the Patriots Beat Podcast, powered by CLNS Media. Hello, I'm Dan Lothian, host of the Behind the Media Podcast on the CLNS Media Network. Along with Jimmy Young, we dive into the biggest media headlines each week with honest, informed, and sometimes irreverent perspectives. It's not all serious. We deliver information and entertainment. As we like to say on Behind the Media, we find the interesting in media so you don't have to go searching for it. Listen to our podcast and get prepped for the next trip to the water cooler. Subscribe to Behind the Media wherever you get your podcasts or find us on www.clnsmedia.com.